Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Okay, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer and Dave Campbell sitting in for Brendan Escott. Uh, Brendan uh, away today and Bob traveling uh, with the Oilers to Las Vegas. Uh, Dave, just quickly, what, what have you seen here from uh, a report here? All right, so this is from uh, the, uh, several sources, actually. Uh, Darren Drager of TSN, uh, Chris Johnson of The Athletic, also of TSN, Ian Mendez as well, that the NHL has told the Calgary Flames and New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia Flyers will be granted salary cap relief for the players on leave amid the 2018 World Junior sexual assault case. So Bill Daly confirming uh, this to the Athletics, Ian Mendez and Chris Johnson, that the teams will receive salary cap relief. Okay. Well, I guess that's been one of the the, the questions. I I mean, I think the the bigger story is, is the legal issue and what happens with the charges and a trial, but they do play in a hockey league and there will be hockey issues to sort. I mean, Bryn was asking me about that earlier. If the Flyers need a goalie, is that a landing spot to, for, for them to take Campbell and his salary or something like that? Possibly. I guess we'll see, but uh, there's at least one answer to the hockey side of it uh, coming out today. Thanks for that, Dave. Uh, 2-1 Islanders leading the Leafs, three minutes left in the third, one nothing Avalanche uh, in the second, pardon me, Avalanche leading the Rangers one nothing. Two minutes left in the second period. There, we have the farm report with Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk. It's for Wave bath- Bathroom Renovations. Professional bathroom renovations built right. Hire Wave Bathroom Renovations and know that your bathroom will turn out great. Colin, uh, read in for Bob today. How are you doing, sir? Doing very well, Reed. How about yourself? I am doing very well. It's nice. Uh, to talk to you and uh, the Oilers of course are rightfully so getting a lot of attention with a 16 game winning streak but you got last 20 games 14 3 and 3 that's pretty impressive on its own right yeah we're uh, we're, we're humming along as well and uh, you know doing our thing and and uh, if you know if the Oilers uh, need some help there's there's some serviceable players down here and uh, everyone's feeling pretty good about themselves right now when uh, when you guys get on a roll like that I mean I guess when it starts you don't know how long it's gonna go but that's an excellent 20 game stretch what's a, what's a key or two along the way that you've seen to, to lead to that record? Well, I think uh, you know. First of all, our, our team defense has been has been excellent. Uh, guys are blocking shots. Uh, our, our goaltenders are giving them a ch- giving us a chance every night. You know, there's there's not there's no uh, no leakers or no no soft ones going in. Uh, and then our, our our power play has been exceptional. It's been uh, you know I think had a tough first ten games, and then the last uh, um, you know and in, in our segments uh, they, it's been pretty much uh, mid mid twenties and, and or higher. So that that's definitely been helping, um, you know, solidify uh, wins and then either either keep us in games or uh, or score big, big timely goals. Okay, so you mentioned the goaltending, and I, and I know you've been asked about this player a lot, but Jack Campbell, I'm looking at Saturday's box score, a 2-1 win over Texas. He stops 36 out of 37. 
uh, you know, I was talking goaltending with Frank Cervelli in the last half hour. Uh, you know, could Campbell still uh, be an option for the Oilers as the season goes on? I know that's not your call, but just some perspective on uh, on his performance and how has he continued uh, to handle, you know, perhaps a longer stay in the AHL than he was hoping for. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as Jack is concerned, you know, his, his play has been exceptional as of late. I think, you know, when when he first came down, um, you know, there was goals, there was some uh, goals that that uh, I think he'd like to have back, or they were going through them, or they they were savable. Uh, shots that were going in but you know really after his last three or four games uh, his, his first three or four games excuse me he's played over 900 uh, his last game uh, against Texas like you said 36 to 37 you know we we only allowed 10 shots against through the first two periods the uh, the, game, the night before so you know Jack goes in you know you know you're 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 on the road you know the team is going to be a lot better uh, meaning the the opposing team and uh, uh, Jack was exceptional like you know stopped uh, multiple grade A chances um, you know he, he was arguably the best player on both teams and uh, uh, you know that that's what you need from your goaltender sometimes and uh, you know the night before uh, we, we protected uh, Rodriguez very well he, you know he was able to turn away 14 shots in the, in the third period but uh, the next night Jack had steady work all night and I think uh, Jack's accepted by our group he's he is uh, he's all in uh, with us in Bakersfield and uh, you know it, like you said it's not it's not in my control it's not his control but what is and is how we respond and uh, he's responding exceptionally right now and uh does Rodrigue continue to be a positive story for you guys too yeah he, he's played excellent you know like it's um uh, you know he, he's over nine uh, you know he's in i think he's 909 or not 920 is say percentage it's uh, you know uh, it, i mean he's he's given us a chance every night i think i think uh something interesting about rodriguez you know last year he, you know he doesn't get a lot of work you know kind of like a friday night there the first two periods were really good we're a younger team and uh you know the, the other, other team makes a push in the third period and probably you know, one he'd like to have back maybe goes in, or or they score two really really good goals, and we probably lose the game in regulation. You know, just the maturity of him able to uh, settle it down, make the make the save at the right time. Uh, you know, we had, we killed off a four minute uh, double minor in the third period there, and, and your goaltender's got to be your best penalty killer, and uh, you know he definitely was. So you know, to to see that maturity and that calmness, be able to handle that adversity and, and handle the momentum swings in the game. Um, you know, he's done an excellent job and you see that maturity in this game and again I'll, I'll be a bit repetitive because I know you talk about this guy a lot but he's another player that uh, oil country has a lot of eyes on Philip Broberg uh, still playing a ton down there yeah he's uh, I, I tell you he's a horse you know he's he's you know I had him obviously as a rookie and you see his skinny you know uh, young man you know coming overseas and and to see him uh, see him grow and you know have some national league experience but to see him I mean physically grow and, and mature mentally and you know be able to respond after a bad shift and get back out there and wipe it clean uh, you know he's playing high 20s uh, sometimes in the 30s uh, and, and, and he's almost like machine-like so you know didn't see that in, in the first couple stints in Bakersfield I didn't see that personally but what we're seeing now is is someone that uh, is doing it all and and, and that, that's definitely as well you know when you have him on the ice half the game and he's able to, to calm things down you know skate skate uh, pucks out of pressure uh, you know and also playing both special teams uh, he's been a big part of, uh, of our team success as of late as well all right uh, all-star 
time in the American Hockey League. Uh, well, you're all, I, I got you on the phone. Are you be able to keep an eye on Because they're doing a series of three-on-three games, aren't they? And Lavoie's on the Pacific Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rafi's representing us, and uh, yeah, so it'd be uh, it'd be pretty exciting time for him in San Jose. Okay, awesome, Colin. Thanks for doing this. Uh, keep that run going. Like I said, fourteen three and three in your last twenty. Really appreciate the update from the farm. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Have a good night, guys. Colin Chalk is the head coach of the Oilers AHL team, the Bakersfield Condors, the farm report for Wave Bathroom Renovations. So a lot of positive stories down there as well. Uh, I think Broberg's certainly a player we could see at some point. And uh, we'll continue watching Jack Campbell and Rodrigue. The goaltending situation could one or both, I don't know, maybe one, play some uh, NHL games before the end of the regular season. I want to remind you to check out Royal Pizza. Their pizza, pasta, and so much more. Get their new two-can-dine special for only $37.95 until February 29th. Visit royalpizza.ca. It is 6.44. We have this day in Oilers history, and uh, we'll catch up on some of your text messages as well, 780-496-0063. Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, read in for Bob tonight. Bob will be back tomorrow as we'll tee up the Oilers and the Golden Knights. Oilers going after their 17th consecutive victory. I would tie in an NHL record. So 5 o'clock Oilers Now, face-off show 630, game at 8. This day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Join an exclusive four-night road trip to Dallas to see the Oilers play the Stars in April. Call them or visit newwesttravel.com. Dave Campbell, what's up? 1992. We're going back to 1992, Reed. And, in fact, uh, Greg McTavish mentioned this name uh, back in his... uh experience of the 1996 All-Star game. Uh, Vincent Domfus on this day in 1992 scores both goals as the Oilers beat the Habs 2-1 at Northlands Coliseum. Norm McIver, Dave Manson, Bernie Nichols had the uh, assists. You remember the pipeline? Vincent Domfus, Bernie Nichols, and Joe Murphy. They were... Oh, they, that's right. They were pretty lethal that year. Yeah, they were. Yeah. All right. So that is a good one. Vince Damphouse, as a lot of people refer to him. <laughs> That's not how you say That's it. That's not how you say it at all. That's completely wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. That's really wrong. It's offensive. Uh, his one and only year with the Oilers. Of course, uh, I, I don't think this has changed since then. He is the only player to lead three different teams in scoring three years in a row. Leafs in 90-91, Oilers in 91-92, and Canadians in 92-93, in which he helped them win the Stanley Cup. Uh, and then do you remember the other team he played for in his career? Uh, the San Jose Sharks. San Jose right? Sharks. Yeah. Last, uh, well, I guess he got traded partway, so about five and a, and a little bit of seasons in San Jose. He was a good player. Played thir- uh, 1,378 games. In fact, when we talk about All-Star Games, uh, 1991 at the old Chicago uh, Stadium, I believe he scored four goals that night in, uh, for the, uh, I guess it's the Campbell Conference, right? Because the Leafs were in the... In the Campbell the Conference. The Leafs were in the Campbell slash Western Conference at the time. That's yeah. right. So he won All-Star Game MVP. All right. Whenever we have our uh, headliner, it is presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Wilhawk Beef Jerky. All right. 
Uh, let's catch up on the uh, text messages if we can. Kellen, how are you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Enjoying this little invasion of the time slot that we're doing today. It's, it's we, kind of, we, we really have. We're like invasion of the body We're taking snatchers. over. We are taking over. Yeah. Run. One of us. <laughs> Do your radio. What was that other show? Day of the Triffids? Was that like the killer plants? I have no idea. <laughs> the, the Killer si- Dwarves was a Whenever great band. Whenever Reed spoke 80s. of science fiction, <laughs> the silence was deafening. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do we have, Kellen? All right. Uh, we've got a unknown text that came in. By the way, if you... Oh, actually, this is from Mr. C, and he did what I was going to, to uh, Mr. C. yell at him. It's not me, by do the it. way. It's, put a nickname on your text at the bottom, so uh, we'll add it to your system. And Mr. Then C, possibly Mr. Cunningham from Happy Days. Yes. Or... Mr. T's cousin. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it's, maybe the C's for Canada. I don't know. Maybe it's Mr. Canada uh, t- texting in. But anyway. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, this text. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> it says, the Oilers goalies have been playing great, but the big thing is the Oilers teams in front of goalies have been playing great in the D zone, and they have been, uh, or and they have been, I should say. Any goalie, if hung to dry, will play bad. It's not just on the goalie. Uh, if the Oilers as a team keep playing this way, helping the goalie, uh, the goalie, the Oilers will be good to go. That's from Mr. C. I think that's an interesting question. Look, some goaltenders, when you see them year after year, are obviously better than others. And then you look at some other goalie stats, and you think, well, that year, geez, he only had an 890 save, save percentage. And then the next year, he's 917. Then he's a 906. Then he's 920. Then maybe he's, you know, a, a 901. So is it just the goalie that changes? Or is it the team around them? And, and that's that's one of the beautiful things about talking about hockey. Goaltending is such a huge part of it. And we often say great goaltending can make a great team. How much does the better defending help the goalie? I think with the Oilers, it is a bit of both. But I do think they've cleaned up a lot defensively. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to just tell you something here. When you watch a game, or if you if you sit down and watch, uh, you know Jay on SC or or Ken Reed on Sportsnet or whatever whatever highlight show you like, and they they're showing the goals. Keep in mind how many on how many goals before the shot does the puck go through the slot? So imagine an imaginary line coming out from the center of the goal line, running out perpendicularly to the blue line. If the puck crosses that line on the last pass before the shot, the chances of a goal being scored goes up quite a bit, something like 20 or 25%, a cross-slot pass, basically. And I think when we the Oilers were doing poorly, we saw a lot of those passes being allowed, and thus the goalie has to move, and thus you know the player, if he's a good shooter, has the advantage of seeing a lot of net before he shoots the puck. You know, the Matthews goal that Toronto got in the first minute of the game when Toronto was here, that's a cross-slot pass. The puck's on the offensive right wing. It goes all the way across to Matthews on the left. The goalie has to move a considerable distance, and it's harder to stop. Um You know, Rob has told me he has played with numerous goaltenders and heard interviews with numerous goaltenders, as I'm sure many of you listening have, and they have told their defensemen on a two-on-one, just deny the the pass. Take away the pass. I'd sooner face an open shot 
or I know it's coming from the left or right wing, or even if you cover the guy so much that the shooter gets virtually a breakaway, most goalies will say, I'd sooner just worry about an open shot than have to worry about moving across to take away a pass. And I think that's, to me, the biggest thing is that there's a little more predictability in the Oilers defending, and the puck is not being whizzed around the offensive zone and the goalies are moving post to post to post to post to post and eventually get beaten. Now there's other things to it. Neutral zone play is better. They're more responsible with pinches and and risk taking. Uh, Certainly forwards are collapsing more to clean up the crease and block shots. But keep that in mind. The the cross slot pass uh, often leads to a goal. Hmm. Well, he gave me something to watch for tomorrow night uh, for Oilers in Vegas. Thanks, Reed. For sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, we've got DS Bar texting in and says, if you say they're going to keep Ke- uh, Jack Campbell and not get another goalie, you need to know whether he can play. You need to get him into the NHL before the trade deadline so you know. That's fair. I, I, I mean, I, I agree. D- does he get a game at some point? I think it's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahmed texts in, texts in and says, "Wouldn't trying or, or sorry, wouldn't trying to get flurried be a good move not only as a backup but for the Stanley Cups and his ability to be a calming voice for Stuart Skinner?" Yes. Again, that's the one goalie where I would say if if he wanted to come here, go after Dave. From what I heard from Frank, it sounded like Flurry may not embrace a move to Edmonton, mm-hmm. especially if he was going to be the obvious emergency slash support guy. Not emergency, but if he was an obvious you know support guy for Skinner. Sounds like more he would still yeah. want to be He's the, a the man or mostly the man. So, yeah, he wants to be the starter. But abs- absolutely, if if they could make Flurry work, that yeah, that that'd be a name that I would I would go after. Here, here's here's a thought about Jack Campbell. Here's a question I'll throw out there: Is there really a need to trade Jack Campbell at this point? I mean, I don't think they're in a desperate situation anymore. I think if a team comes up to them and says, "Hey, you know, what would you what are you willing to offer?" You know, "Hey, would you like Jack Campbell?" But I don't know if you really need to trade Jack Campbell right now. Uh, well, yeah. Again, it would depend what the return is, well, like exactly. salary, and all that kind of stuff. See, uh, now the Oilers hold the cards because back in November it was going to be the hor- hor- horrific trade. A terrible oh, return. Right. Yeah, if you're playing terrible and it looks like, I mean, almost anybody looked tradable <laughs> early of the season. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, give us one more if you can, Kellen. Yeah, a quick one here uh, to round off the show. This is talking about the skills competition on the weekend. I think with the revamped skills comp, it is now way more meaningful than the games. The game has been cheapened by turning it into a free-on-free tournament. They should return to a traditional full game. That's from Richard. And well, or does Frank make the point, do we need a game? Do we just need more skills at this point? I'm for more skills. Uh, what the Pro Bowl's doing, just it's more skills, fun games, and have the flag football. That's what they do at the end of their at, at their Pro Bowl. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the skills are more fun than the game because there's more investment in the skills. Dave, thanks for sticking around today. Happy to do it. All right. Bob will be back tomorrow for Oilers Now at 5. I'm going to stick around and do Inside Sports. We'll talk a little bit more about the Jets and the Western Conference with Jamie Thomas. We'll have Tony Jones, linebacker for your Edmonton Elks, on the show as well. Talk to you in a few minutes.